Rory, your VP Sport, back again. And today we have Aubrey with us. So Aubrey, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Aubrey Aspen, and I am the clean sport intern here at Northumbria. Um, I'm on the volleyball team here at Northumbria, and I'm studying for my master's in sport and exercise psychology. Very good. Yeah, it's really interesting. So Aubrey, with, uh, with your master's and stuff like that, so what, is, what does that kind of entail? How many hours roughly a week are you at the minute sat at a computer screen, but usually if you were in person? Well, right now I've got five classes for my course and then one class because I got my undergraduate in the United States and then um, the psych department requires uh, people who didn't get their undergraduate in England to take kind of an extra class to make sure that we're all on the same level for like our academic writing and stuff like that. Okay. So I've got six classes right now. Right, so it's not too bad then. Yeah, no, not too shabby. <laughs> and uh, I know that you're a keen volleyball player, but you're out with an injury at the minute, isn't that right? Uh, no, I'm not out with the injury. I do have an injury, but um, I'm still playing on it. But just right now, um, I'm on the volleyball team. Unfortunately, we had our season canceled this year. So it's time to focus on those kinds of injuries and stuff like that to make sure that for next season, everybody's back in top shape. Good, yeah. So how long have you been playing volleyball for then? I've been playing volleyball since I was 15, so for nine years now, um, which is actually pretty a late start for Americans, but I just really enjoy it and I'm hoping to keep playing it in the future. Brilliant. Very good. So we'll talk a little bit about your role then. So you're the, um, you're the clean sport intern here at Northumbria University and you, you help us with everything with regards to like athletes understanding uh, what clean sport is. So do you want to talk, talk us through a little bit about like what clean sport is exactly? You'll know better than me. And then you can tell me a little bit about your role. Yes. So clean sport is kind of an initiative that Northumbria is focusing on as part of the UK anti-doping agency. And basically what it is, is making sure that athletes are competing um, with 100% themselves. So we want to make sure that they have a huge focus on nutrition and getting proper rest recovery to make sure that you're able to compete at your top level without needing the use of like performance enhancing drugs and also raising awareness for various substances that are banned or restricted in sports um, by the UKAD that some people might not necessarily be aware of. Like there's some over-the-counter medications that you can get that maybe if it's in your system during game time and then you have to take a drug test, like you can get penalized for that. So just making sure that everybody's aware of all the rules and focusing on being able to beat the best while you're performing at your best, just 100% yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that clean sports like a huge thing that we sometimes us athletes don't know enough about too uh, so I think education is kind of a key point that we, we need to drive across to our to our students and to our student athletes especially so on that topic and like can you, you you mentioned like prescription over the over the counter stuff maybe you can give us like one thing that we might not know about with regards to what is uh, deemed a, uh, a ped or something that might show up on a on a test mm -hmm. 
Well, lots of stuff is going to show up on a test anytime that you're going to get tested. But whenever you get like cold medication, um, I learned this. I had no idea. I just learned this in the workshop that um, Joel ran for the volleyball teams that in um, basketball, if you get Sudafed, which is like common decongestant, and sometimes you can get it like at higher levels, um, that is actually a limited substance. So if you have that in your body at game time, if you have a certain percentage of it in your blood and stuff like that in your urine, then you actually can get penalized for that. And that was something that I wouldn't have even thought about because you know people get colds, people get sinus infections, and that's really a common thing to treat it with. But uh, it's just, you gotta be careful about whatever you're putting in your body. Even stuff like caffeine can be a limited substance depending on your sport and depending on how much of it you have in your system at what point in time. Sometimes things like that are okay for training, but then once it comes time for competition, you need to make sure that you're regulating the levels that you have in your body and you are completely responsible for whatever they find in your body. Very interesting. Yeah, definitely. I know that the nasal sprays and stuff like that, they, they can uh, definitely have an effect on your, uh, what, what happens with your results, we'll say. So basically, like you said, getting penalized and stuff. Um, so it is, it's a topic that we definitely need to know more about. And it's, it's a, your role specifically is, is a role that we utilize. We, we, we try our very best to, uh, to get across to our students, like, you know, a clean sport and stuff like that is so important. So um, one thing we've touched on a little bit there was like nutrition. So with nutrition, you know, supplements are huge at the minute, you know, uh, proteins seen as like the, gold, the golden uh, egg and everything, isn't it? And then creatines closely behind that. But is there any advice you would give to our students who are maybe thinking about taking a supplement, especially our student athletes? Uh, yes. So if they're considering taking a supplement, be very careful of where you get that from. Obviously look for like, if it's approved, I know in the States, like we've got the FDA. So make sure that it's being approved by some kind of organization because a lot of times these supplements aren't as closely regulated as a lot of food products are. And people don't realize that. So they think that, oh, because I can go to the grocery store and buy this, or because I can go to a supplement store and buy this, then it's totally okay for me to have in my system. Like there should be nothing wrong in there. But the reality is, is that these are not regulated nearly enough. So then they end up leaving people high and dry when it comes time to, they do get tested and then they have too much of some random thing that they didn't necessarily think would be in a protein powder in their bloodstream. And then they get in trouble for it, which really mm -hmm. sucks. No, definitely. And uh, if I can touch in on that as well, on the side of most um, most supplements in the UK, we'll have the Informed Sport logo, which you'll see is usually like a, a black strip with a little yellow circle. And then like what looks like the silhouette of like a man running dot uh, com uh, in it as well. So definitely I would, I would advise any of our any of our athletes or anyone that if they're thinking about taking a supplement, always look for that in the UK. Um that, that, that sort of the seal of approval to let you know that it's clean and then um you might be able to know uh, tell us a little bit more about this as well Aubrey so with clean sport there's actually like lists on the UKID website uh, that people can go search up stuff so if you'd like you can talk a little bit about that as well so there's anything yeah. that you know so that's what I was actually just trying to look that up um so there's actually a website called global dro 
that you can put in exactly what you got. So if you got day quill, extra strength, 100 milligrams or whatever it is, you can look up that specific thing for your specific sport. And then that allows you to look up the, if it's completely not prohibited at all, you can take however much you want at any time. If it's only limited at game times, how much is limited? Or if it's just completely prohibited, you can't have it at all in your system at any point in time. So that's a great website to use. That's Global DRO. And that's um, a really easy way to look up exactly what you're getting and just really make sure that you don't just click on the first one that pops up. Try and find the exact one that is the product that you'll be using. And that's it because it's a drop down list, isn't it? So uh, a lot of them are different. So it is really important that that us athletes and the athletes that we're going to work with know exactly what, what, they're using what they're putting into their bodies and the consequences if if it's a, a you know a disapproved um substance or anything like that and they really need to know the consequences that they're going to be faced with and it's important for us to, to educate like you being the intern to educate our athletes and for us as athletes and everyone else to to follow those guidelines because really bad consequences can can come about it and it's it's going to affect your career or your whatever it is you have your aspirations for your sport so that's really interesting. So now that we're on the topic of your whole role and everything, do you want to kind of talk about um, maybe take us through what a normal week, maybe even more normal month? And I know it hasn't been a normal year, but uh, just sort of what your day to day might look. Yes, oh, sorry. Uh, my yeah, my uh, internet lagged a little bit. Um, so yes, so with my role, no, you're fine. Uh, back. With my role, this is actually only the second year that Northumbria has had this role. So it's very new, very much trying to find my own things because with the hack this fall, they didn't have access to any of the stuff that the previous intern had worked on. So for me, it's been a lot of trying to find new ways to engage with people. Obviously starting out, I was more focused on things that we could do in person and that obviously isn't happening. Um, I'm hoping that if I can at least have some ideas put together for those in-person things, then whenever things kind of open up more, even if that's next year with a new intern, then hopefully they'll be able to implement some of these ideas, have a little bit of a framework to work off of. Um, We're trying to get engaged on social media with the various sports teams, or at least with Northumbria Sport, kind of making sure that we're spreading that awareness and that education And then one thing, one of the in-person things that I'm personally really excited about is this idea that I had for Clean Sport Cleans Up, which would be us as a university at Northumbria, us as athletes working together to help out our community in Newcastle by, you know, one Saturday a month going out and cleaning up one of the local parks because Newcastle, I think is a very pretty city. It's one of the largest cities that I had ever lived in and I just think that, you know, all the old buildings look really cool to me because again, I'm from the States, so we don't have a ton of that. Um, But just walking past the parks, enjoying that green space, especially in a time right now when being outside is limited, being able to enjoy giving back to the community and cleaning up those areas that are being heavily used right now. 
it's just something that I feel very passionate about. I think that it's a great way to engage with the people around us and a great way for us athletes to meet people that are from other teams. So hopefully as things kind of start to get a little bit normal, we'll be able to start that up. And if not this year, then hopefully next year. No, absolutely. And that, and that shows like how much you can do with this rule, you know, like uh, being a clean sport intern doesn't, doesn't kind of confine you just clean sport. It, 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 it allows you to have a positive effect on everybody's student experience. And, and the, like you talked about there, the, the local community and stuff, like it'd be amazing to see um, us getting out there and meeting the community and, and giving back to such a beautiful city because that's what Newcastle is. Like it is so stunning just to walk around and kind of have, have a, a bit of crack in the, in the center of town and look at the buildings. And whenever we go back to normal, like Christmas market was something that I loved uh, going and seeing. Unfortunately, I don't think you've been able to see that yet, Aubrey, but no. uh, <laughs> maybe in the future. Um, and it is, it's really, really, it is a nice city centre that we have and we're, we're lucky to have it on our, on our doorstep at Northumbria University and the city campus anyway. So that's class. It's amazing. And I was very lucky to, um, to be able to work with you on that, on that campaign and hopefully we can get it off the ground and then <laughs> and we can properly implement it because it is something definitely community spirit um now more than ever needs to be needs to be shown i think in, in a time where everyone's isolated and coming together and that sense of community is something that we we really really want to want to promote and that's why i'm so happy to work with you on that one that's, that's brilliant so um first of all we'll talk about then how did you find out about the role so i actually found out about the role through the um Northumbria like volunteer website. So just through the regular website, got onto the volunteering and internship page. And I genuinely had absolutely no idea what I was actually applying for. When I applied for this role, I kind of just tossed my name out there. It was like, oh, this seems like it could be something kind of cool. I'm not totally sure what this means. Um, and the nice thing with it being such a new role is that I've kind of just been able to do develop it into like things that I'm interested in and like things that I want to push myself to do. So with the, the social media stuff, I'm not a social media maven by any means. So just trying to um, increase just various different kind of skills as a part of it is something that I've been enjoying and struggling with. So no, but that's that's definitely it. Like you just talked there briefly about like skills. So um, I think the best thing that I got from like my internships was like life skills, like confidence. I definitely got like better communication is one of the skills that I got um, from two, two years interning as a strength and conditioning coach at Northumbria. And um, you said there about like having to having to adapt to what we have now, which is very much an online experience in all aspects of life. So uh, maybe you want to touch on you know, what skills you've got and what you might do with those skills in the future? Mm -hmm. Well, this year it's been a lot of just improving research skills because again, like trying to educate myself on what exactly clean sport is, if there's any other um, workshops that we should be running other than just the general basic clean sport workshops for the focus sport athletes and the health and safety officers. Um, definitely learn some more organizational skills because I'm not just managing my time. I'm also managing like the educators and the athletes time. Um, and then just learning to 
be very adaptable and kind of learning to readjust plans made and then being okay with like laying the framework for other people and kind of just, uh, like I said, making a frame for what could happen for next year. So that even if I'm not able to implement everything that I wanna implement this year, that the next intern will hopefully be able to use that as a leaping pad to make the internship their own. Absolutely, because it is, it's one of them roles where you really want to help students, but you can kind of do your own thing with it, like campaign wise and, and how you, the, the information is still going to be there. You know, it's really helpful for students to know uh, what supplements they can take, like to look for those logos, to find the, the global DRO website and stuff. So they know exactly where they need to go to find out um, what they can take. And if it's, if it's within the realm of their, of their sport or if they're going to be penalized for it. So it is really interesting to see like how much you're doing outside of the role as well as um, within it. You know, even that there campaign we just talked about, like clean sport, cleaned up. It's it's such a whenever you think about clean sport, nobody thinks about Kona. It's not it's not something that springs to mind. But it was you taking that role and actually doing something positive for it for everybody in, in the community and the effect that that will have whenever we can implement it on the student community. I think is going to be a really positive one and it'll enhance our feeling of community once we can get back into during this time of isolation once we can actually get back into some sort of uh, normal again so that, that's amazing so you thought her saying about how you've gained your organization skills enhanced because of skills around uh, being adaptable and these are all skills that are very useful for you whenever you go into employment in the future and I always say like using these skills that uh, sorry wait for the internet to come back there, yep, we, go. there we go gaining skills yeah <laughs> so typical zoom calls uh, but yeah just to say again so the skills that you've gained are applicable uh, that can actually be used so transferable skills that can actually be used in your future careers and in your future jobs um because I know that you've played professional volleyball so um like those are team uh, skills you gain from that and from sport can always be transferred into employment as well and mm -hmm. I think that the internships are basically in my opinion like a really good stepping stone to getting towards the career that you want it helped you learn a lot about you uh, and yourself I'm not sure if you would you would probably agree with me on that yeah definitely I mean just the skills that I listed uh, obviously I'm American so then I always have to travel overseas to play professionally because we're just starting a professional league here but that's for like the top tier athletes and I'm not quite there um, so traveling to Europe I have to be adaptable finding new countries where a lot of times I haven't spoken the language and then you know just navigating a new culture and organizational skills you have to manage your time because you have when you're not in the gym, like your time is completely your own. So then you have to manage it, make sure that you're still uh, feeling accomplished in your daily life and not just, you know, sitting and watching Netflix all day, every day, which I definitely have been guilty of when I've been overseas. And then um, just being able to relate to people and communicate well is super important when you're not living in the country that you're from. Absolutely, yeah, and I suppose while we're on that, we may as well talk a little bit about that. You haven't been in in the UK for very long, but um, how have you found the UK? 
Um, I've really liked the UK. I wish that I could have traveled more, obviously, with it being the time that it is, that's not possible. Um, and it's not super safe to just be traveling all over anyways. So I have really enjoyed all the walks that I've been able to take just around Newcastle itself. Like I said, it's the biggest city that I've ever lived in because I'm from small town USA. And um, it's really cool to just be able to look at all the bridges. Like I've honestly, I've never seen a bridge that large in my life as the bridges that go over the Tyne River. So it's just really cool. It's been a really cool place, really cool um, experience. I've loved the people that I've met um, through the volleyball team and just like some of the SNC people that I've met, the classmates that I've met online. It's obviously harder to really build those deep connections right now because everything is through a screen, but it's still been a really good experience to kind of interact with people again from other cultures. And it's a very diverse place as far as um, international students goes. So that's been really cool. Amazing. So you would would you recommend um, would you recommend Northumbria University to potential students, maybe even those from the US? I definitely would. I mean, just looking at it from a perspective of it definitely it doesn't feel like it's this massive university where you're totally lost in the crowd. And again, it's a little different because you we do have that um, just screen time interaction with professors and stuff like that. But I do feel like for the most part, professors have been really engaged with us as individuals, not just as students, and are really trying to make sure that we're doing okay throughout the pandemic and really being accommodating with us for, you know, all of the struggles that a lot of people are going with right now and going through and with, you know, I'm back in the United States right now and my professors are being really great about mean not being able to participate in the three the classes that would be at 3 a.m for me because I would just fall asleep and not part not be able to contribute at all anyways so they've been super great and I've been enjoying my program I've been enjoying the other people in my program and I think it's a pretty cool place brilliant and then on a similar topic then but towards your role so if somebody was interested in your role, would you would you tell them to apply? And then if you would, then why? Yes, I would tell people to apply if you're okay with being very independent with your work, because it's definitely, I mean, internships in the United States, you literally have somebody breathing over your shoulder the entire time. So doing an internship in the UK has been completely a different experience where they're very much like, all right, let us know if you need something, but go do your own thing, which has been both very scary and very empowering, but it's definitely helped me become a more independent worker and things like that. So I think it is a very good experience for somebody who wants to gain that independence or wants to work independently like that. And then just be able to, again, like it's a very moldable role where you obviously have some things that you have to get done, like scheduling the workshops and making sure that you're getting that education out there. But really, you can go beyond that and make the role into whatever you want it to be. So that's Amazing. really. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I agree. You, do, you have that support. And if you ever feel that you need to, you, can, you have so many people you can reach out to uh, and ask for help. Um, and again, whenever, if anyone is going to get into this role, 
it's so nice to have that knowledge to know that somebody's there for you if you need them. Um, but like you said, it, it can be quite an independent role. And, uh, but, that, but again, that's how you're going to develop your skills as a person, as, as an individual, you know, and it's because you do with this, with this role what, what you want and then you enhance your skills through everything from communication, time management, all of that sort of thing. And it, it's really, really good to be able to get those, get those transferable skills. So um, I think that's everything. Uh, I just want to end by just saying, basically, I set up these, um, I set up these podcast style interviews to basically thank all our volunteers and interns like yourself, Aubrey. So I want to take this time to just say thank you for all the work you do. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, I've, I've been very lucky to have worked with you and have a few meetings with you throughout the year. And it's been great to see how much work you guys do behind the scenes. Um, and the workshops and stuff like that have been proved to be very educational towards our students and enhance our, our athletes' experiences. And that's that's all we ask really is that, you know, if we can make one di- a little difference on one student's experience, then then I think that uh, myself and, and you are, are doing our <laughs> doing our job, right? So uh, so thanks and thanks for coming along and having a chat. And uh, I really do hope that you you aren't too tired. We tried to set it as late as we could so yeah. that we weren't getting you up at 3 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I think I think everything you covered was, was really insightful. And I think that if anyone was to um, to think about running for the, or sorry, applying for the um, sport intern internship, then uh, I think your experience of it this year might have not have been exactly what we anticipated at the start of the year. But the things that you've done with it have been very impressive. So uh, I want to thank you again. You're welcome, and thank you. Um, again, just if anybody wants to apply, we go then. So is there is there anything you would like to say? Yes, I was oh, going to say that. That's all right. I think we're totally not on. We're lagging right <laughs> yeah, now. I think we're back now. Okay, good. Um, I just wanted to say that if anybody's interested in applying for an internship, even if you're not a hundred percent sure what you would be doing in that role. Don't be afraid to take that step and just go for it because it can be a very rewarding experience and odds are you're going to really push yourself and grow. Um, and it, it honestly, it, it'll look great on your CV, not going to lie. So really um, just put yourself out there because I really didn't think that I was going to get this role. They said that they had somebody else who had experience with like UK AD stuff and um, I was just thinking, okay, well, it'll be a good practice for my interviewing skills. And, you know, I ended up getting the position and that was just, it's a really cool experience. So put yourself out there and don't be afraid to apply for something if it seems interesting, whether or not you totally are 100% confident in your ability to do the role, because odds are you'll be able to grow into that. Definitely. And just to expand on that, like we said, if you are going to apply for it and you're not that confident in your skills you will acquire the skills that that will needs because you have a support team around you and you can reach out anytime you want like this we say like it's quite independent but you also have like such a such a good network of um people to work with and you are working with the top level of the top level like uh, any anytime you're in these sort of roles um they're at north they're at a university of elite standard we'll call us <laughs> so uh so the people in in the positions are very very good so I think I'll, we'll wrap it up there unless you have anything else to say, Aubrey. Nope, I'm good. Amazing. So uh, again, thank you so much for coming on and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh-huh.